Welcome to Intuition, Your First Sense. This is Vicki. And today, I, as I'm recording this, we've just gotten the news that Thich Nhat Hanh has passed at 0 hundred hours on 12222. And if you are not familiar, uh, Thich Nhat Hanh is um, a, a Buddhist teacher, amazing person, just his vibration is so high, peace activist, uh, founder of Plum Village Tradition. And there's, he's written a lot of books. There are a lot of books written about him. I have always loved his energy because of his encouragement of engaging kindness and helping to bring about, you know, peace movements and really loving the earth and the animals of the earth. Um, he was also vegetarian and promoted nonviolence towards animals and people and everything. And I want to honor him and the gratitude I have towards his teachings and the books that I've read or the videos. Um, he's quite engaging to watch. And, oh, he just makes you do that. He makes you take a nice deep breath. And it's one of the things I appreciated about him or appreciate about him the most is that he was real about his human experience, much like I find the Dalai Lama to be. That, yes, there's this belief, there's this understanding of mindfulness and how important breathing is. But he, he was really in touch with the frustrations of being human too. And the way that he clearly communicates it, I have found to bring me peace. And some of it, truthfully, because I could hear my own beliefs reflected in what he was saying and yet we've not met. So in today's episode, I want to talk about what's a phrase of spiritual awakening because to honor him and all his teachings, but also because we are in a humongous shift of consciousness right now. And we have been, we always have been as humans. There's always a shift going on. There's always a raise in vibration happening. You may not be witnessing it, but if you're not witnessing it, I would have you ask yourself, well, where am I in understanding my own consciousness? How do I see myself? And am I striving to grow or to expand in what I know um, and how I see the world and what I really feel? So we have this massive shift that's happening that is really pushing all of the levels of consciousness, including the intuitive level. And we are going to need that more and more because some people are going to struggle with this shift. They're going to have a really hard time with the fact that the energy is raising and we've collectively gotten tired of the majority of the BS. So solutions and people coming together is going to happen more often. And with a capacity to hear, to really hear, not just listen until you respond, but to hear what other people are saying and what they're needing. So as we go through this shift and we're expanding and we're learning how to be more mindful, the 
energy is going to raise up. And for those who don't want to do this, it's going to become a much more difficult experience. And I have to believe if you're listening to this, you actually do want to raise your vibration. I want you to be aware that there are going to be times where it could be incredibly difficult for you, frustrating even, and there are going to be those around you that don't want to do the work. And you will have to make some decisions about whether they're still in your life or whether you bid them adieu or whether you have empathic conversations to see if they can shift. Um, all these things are going to be necessary hugely in the next couple years. And I thought I would talk about the idea of spiritual awakening because often people come to me for sessions and I hear this phrase all the time. And I used to really say more about it in a session, but now I don't. But people will say, well, I'm not as in tune as you. I don't know as much as you, or I don't have the gifts you have. And I used to say, you know, correct everybody and say, stop, that's not true. You do. And then I just decided, you know what, let's work with the fear that's there and the misunderstanding of self, actually, because like I've said hundreds of times over these last 160, 155 episodes, we all have intuition. We all have a level of understanding. It's just whether you're accessing it or not. But what I have found is the very things that people feel (laughs) they're lacking in, they're actually pretty proficient in. And most of it is being aware of exactly where they are in their spiritual process, in their awakening. And I used to stay steer clear of this word because I thought it was hokey. Um, there's <laughs> admittedly a part of me who still thinks it's a little hokey because very rarely do we have a spontaneous spiritual awakening. Uh, maybe a near-death experience or a trauma that happens can kind of snap you out of it. Um, but that's, that's more related to a shock point or a, um, I call it the soap opera slap, you know, where something just knocks you out of whatever you've been paying attention to or experiencing. And then, yes, you can have an opening from that, but I still don't think it's spontaneous. I think it's where whoever is experiencing it was ready to learn, to know, to grow, to open up because everything that we're doing is progression and everything that we're doing are those little micro movements that add up to a greater understanding. So a spiritual awakening is simply means a shift in consciousness and appreciation of understanding where you are or quote unquote reality that you didn't know before was unrealized, but isn't that life? I mean, that's, that's life. I didn't know a word last night that when I was reading a magazine, I had to look it up and I'm drawing a blank on what the word is, but it means to go back and forward. Um, now I'm going to have to go look it up because I was going to use it in Scrabble uh, and see if I could get challenged. <laughs> so anywho, the shift in consciousness that we're all experiencing as a result of the universal energies expanding because we're all contributing to it is just asking for, it's like a call and response. The energy is raising, so we're responding to that energy, but we are also helping the energy to raise. So that recycling symbol. 
I put together a few of the statements that I hear often in sessions where people say, I'm not all that spiritually aware, but I would like to be, and that's why I'm working with you. And then I feel like I will reflect back to them, well, you are, but maybe you're not able to see it, which is the appreciation of the reality that maybe they didn't know about. Well, there's no maybe. They didn't know about. It was unrealized. So becoming aware of what you knew but didn't know you knew, (laughs) that's spiritual awakening. Okay. So it's... I've often felt like when we come through the birth canal, there's some kind of amnesia because we know this in the soul place, but we tend to forget it. And then when we get here in humanness, we have to remember what we already know and then build on it. So I'm going to point out a few of the lines that I hear, a few of the things that I hear, and maybe you'll recognize yourself in it and perhaps you'll have more appreciation for who you are because these are indicators or pointers to the fact that you are spiritually aware. Every one of us is at some level. We might want to level up, right? But we are spiritually aware. And maybe you'll hear yourself in this. And what I'd like for you to do is start appreciating that reading the books, listening to the podcast, talking with friends, perhaps having a coaching session, um, doing your own inquiry as to who you are and how you're wired and what you want are all parts of being spiritually aware among like 9 million other things. Pause and stare at a flower. That'll raise your vibration. Hello, spiritual awareness. So if you want to be more conscious, which is what the awake means, right? You're simply becoming more present, aware of the present moment, where your physical body is, that proprioception, where do I connect with the rest of the world? What energy am I picking up? So if you're becoming more aware, maybe you're not super aware of the present moment, but you're aware that you want to be more present. Well, good morning, spiritually awake. And then you become During that process, you become more aware of your physical self because wherever you go, there you are. It's a great book. Look it up. So if you become more aware of your physical body in that proprioception, you become aware that in order to be mindful or in order to become really, you become more present. You become more focused to what's actually going on right in front of you. And there are a lot of um, true diagnoses of attention diversity. And I find that there are people who are simply distracted because of the way that we live our life in this, at least in the States. So if you become more aware of the present moment, you will become conscious of the nature of reality. It's all happening right now. And everything is happening simultaneously, which is why it gets a little crazy. And you can be pulled off of what you want to fully pay attention to, but you can really only truly exist in the present moment. And 
Of course, that is stated in every meditation place, every book, every talk that this is necessary. What I have come to know is that it's not possible to do it all the time. There's a misconception that when you meditate or you become really conscious <laughs> that your head is always calm and you're not distracted. That's not the case. But how do you become more aware of the present moment? You become aware of when you're not in the present moment, when your head's running away with itself with the possibilities of what could happen. Um, I'm, I love talking about what could happen if we're talking about it in the sense of like, what is the highest possibility here. Uh, then absolutely I'll talk about what could happen. But if we're going to catastrophize, no thank you. Uh, because that is not only going to put the energy out there, it's not going to solve anything. So becoming aware of when your head is wandering is how you bring it back. And what I do is I bring it back to my breath. I take a deep breath and I say, Vic, that's not going to help this situation. And how you talk to yourself might be a little bit differently. My inner self likes truth. It likes it straight up and it doesn't want you to BS. So just give it to me straight and I will work with whatever I have. So my inner dialogue often sounds like that is not helping. How would you like to help? What was it that we wanted to create? So I can get my physical body, my soul self connected and working together. And then you no longer space out and wonder where half an hour went while you were scrolling. Um, you can still scroll <laughs> and be present. You can do both. Uh, and I would Oftentimes, if somebody says to me, I want to work on having less screen time or less games or less distractions, I'll say, okay, well, let's become present about what you're doing. Don't judge it, but become present of it. Okay. So if you find yourself wanting to be more present, wanting to take a few more breaths when you're going for your run and not just because you're out of breath, but because you want to look at the scenery or you want to appreciate what's going on, spiritually aware. And in this process, you may annoy yourself. And when we start paying more attention to who we are and what we'd like to be, it can feel like you just spend so much time with yourself, so much time critiquing, and that's not the intention. The intention is to catch where your mind is wandering and bring it back to the point. And when you do this, the second thing I'll bring up is you will become more aware of your feelings, more aware of your emotions, and you hopefully will become more aware of what you like and what you don't like. You know, maybe you've just been eating broccoli because somebody said it was good for you, but you don't like it. So your energy goes down when you eat it rather than um, feeling invigorated by the energy of the food or the fact that you're, you know, eating your fiber. That's how I feel about kale. It, even if it has hit its qualities and is so helpful, I just, I just can't. I just can't. It makes me annoyed. So I would be eating those emotions, right? So if you're going to become aware of the present moment, you also become aware of what you're feeling in the present moment. And we don't judge it. We look at it. You understand it and then shift that 
thought process and you'll become more educated about what's going on inside of us because often we will fill our time or our mouths with other things to avoid what we're really feeling. So instead of feeling them, we stuff them, right? And then they become issues in our tissues. When you realize that, okay, I am a soul in this human body and I'm learning to merge both of them, you become curious about those emotions rather than judgmental or suppressing them. It does, listen, it's not a magic wand. It's not like when I'm having doubts about myself or frustrations or I'm sad, I'm like, oh, yay, I get to feel sadness. It's not that. I feel the sadness. I allow myself to be there. I shed the tears. I get ticked off for as long as I get ticked off. Um, It's usually a very short run. And then I'm back in the space of curiosity about, okay, that's what I felt. And, and what does it mean? And most of this was because I was raised and it wasn't okay to feel emotions. And not just because I'm Gen X, it's just, I had very New England parents and we just didn't do emotions. So now I'm really curious about the emotions. And because of when I work with people, I feel your emotions and can often describe the emotions to people in a way that they're like, yeah, that's what I've been feeling, but didn't know how to say it. And that's because I've done this process and I'm encouraging you to do this process of get curious about your emotions. Be aware that you are not going to escape any kind of pain. It will get bigger. It will pound on your head until it you know, maybe sends you to the doctor because your back is out or that your numbers are off because you've been repressing some kind of frustration. So the level of awareness frees you to see your emotions as your helpers, you know, as your, your indicators, your GPS of where you are in the world. And with that, you begin observing your thoughts and behaviors. So if you've been feeling like, I want to pay attention to how I'm consciously parenting or how I'm connecting with others in my life, and most especially myself. You'll start observing your thoughts and then the behaviors. Because a lot of the times our behaviors come out before the thoughts do. That's part of the subconscious because it's collected all the programming and conditioning and experiences that you've observed, but that you've also gone through. So oftentimes our behaviors get there before our thoughts. That's that's why apologies exist. So rather than going through life and just reacting to everything, if you're becoming more aware of your emotions, you're becoming more spiritually aware, you're recognizing that you don't want to be on autopilot. You don't want to just coast through this life. You want to feel every little bit out of it. Um, and you want to learn to rewire or move those neural pathways of the beliefs or the conditioning or the perceptions or the habits that are no longer serving you. And when you do that, you, you brighten up, you know, that expression, um, find the light within or shine the light within. I feel like that's what does it. I feel like when we are willing to connect with our emotions and allow them to have a place at the table or stage, a uh, place on stage, 
it's, it's, they shine. It's like when you pay attention to a kid and they're telling you this story that you're like, I have no idea where this is going, but they are so excited about it and they just light up. That's what your soul wants to do within you. Um, that's what it wants your human self to experience and it brings the joy in. So when we start looking at our emotions, it helps us to flip that light on, right? It helps us to feel lighter. Did you know that most people work with me as a coach because they want to move forward in their professional lives? And then they realize once we start working together, that is a whole person approach. And I am going to help them move through their blocks, their fears, some of the trauma they've experienced and to create a much more aligned life. So many times I hear, this is not what I thought I was signing up for. And that's such wonderful feedback to have because if you're signing up and working with a coach and everybody does it the same, are you really being seen as an individual? At Vicki Baird Coaching, I do it all as an individual and I would love to work with you. Go to vickybaird.com to check it out and see if you'd like to work with me. Which is why it gets credited as being a spiritual awakening because spirit activity um, is of a higher frequency. So when you start to do this, it becomes a... What are those things called? A domino, but a good domino theory. <laughs> and it starts to hand off to the next growth opportunity so that you can then begin to love yourself more because maybe you become grateful that you are in the life, that you have the life you have, or you begin practicing the attitude of gratitude and you realize, okay, Yes, I've gone through some stuff and yes, I'm still working through some and I'm processing and I'm learning about myself and I can look around and see how grateful I am for where I am right this moment and be grateful for the realization that you want to know yourself more, um, that you want to understand the vibration of the universe and just marvel at it. There are times where I am absolutely in wonder and amazement. I spend a lot of my time in amazement of is simply a squirrel carrying a nut across the street. You know, stuff like that will pull me in to the magic of it. Like, how do we have cats and dogs and horses and squirrels and, and waterfalls and trees and bunny rabbits and people of all different uh, skin tones and vibrations and heart spaces and languages and experiences. <laughs> ah, yeah. And wrapping into that and feeling the amazement of that brings a gratitude that can help you come out of a victim mode you know, are out of a place of thinking everything is happening to you rather than things are happening for you. And when you recognize that it may not be that others were taking the happiness from your life, it's that you were allowing it to leak out, that's a powerful place too. And when you begin to recognize yourself in others, 
it's a good indication that you are expanding, that you are opening up. And I really feel like part of the discord and challenge we have is, yes, our brains like left, right, up, down, black, white, um, you know, bubbly flat. I'm looking at my seltzer bottle. Uh, we, our brains just like to categorize that way. And I feel like that leads to a separation in humanity. Um, and I feel like it lends itself to wanting to divide things up, wanting to divide people up when in fact we're here to unify, to see in others the beauty that exists and then to see that beauty within ourselves. And I, it's the crisis that we're in right now between, you know, anti-vaxxers, vaxxers, um, a democratic Republican. Just think of any divide. I don't want to get too far off track here, but think of any divide that's in your world and then look to it to see how you can unify. That does not mean that you have to put up with abuse. What I'm suggesting is that if somebody feels passionate about what they're talking about, but it doesn't you don't agree with it, well, then listen. Listen to what they have to say and then decide, you know, maybe you still don't agree, but you can be kind to each other. You don't have to be a jerk. So when you're seeing yourself in others and then you're seeing others within yourself, it brings this togetherness that you, it doesn't become like the other person or the blame game. Right. There's this phrase. It's called the three in one or three to one ratio, where if you're pointing a finger at another person, you have three pointing back to you. Right. So I, oh man, do I live by that? As soon as I find myself pointing a finger, I'm like, okay, Vic, is that within you and you don't like it? So what are you going to do to shift it? So if you're becoming more aware of other people and not in the separate place, but in the integration place or the understanding where they're coming from, um, I, that's an example of awakening as well. And when you take responsibility for your own thoughts, emotions, the life that you're participating in and creating, you become more aware of what's around you because you don't want to introduce something that's of discord. Now, you still have boundaries, you still speak your mind, you still bring up valid points, but you honor that which is in another that's within you. Namaste, right? Little side note here. That will help you to become more aware if, <laughs> if you are creating like a victimhood where everything, like I said earlier, is happening to you rather than for you. Okay. All of this is to help you align with that self-love, right? Creating the love. Can you tell I had notes and I'm turning my papers over? <laughs> um, so when you're learning how you see yourself and others and how you see others in yourself, sometimes what's reflected in us is a beauty because I truly believe if you see it in someone else, you have it within you somewhere. So if you can recognize that that person is just so lovely, they're caring, they're um, open, 
Well, then that exists within you because how would you see it or know it if it didn't exist in you? So conversely, if you see bitterness or judgmental or any of that stuff, you know, maybe you want to take, take a little gander in there. When you're experiencing your own spiritual awareness or awakening, you realize that loving yourself is a necessity. It's a virtue. It's a skill. Oh my goodness, is it a skill? Because it does require some development. And you then have more love to extend out to other people because you're not feeling depleted, right? You recognize that it is coming from a selfish place, but selfish means to take care of self. It's not coming from a self-centered place because you can love deeper when you have a love for yourself. Um, and it's, it's commendable when people work on that and not to the exclusion of others. I had once had somebody say to me, I'm going to remain single the rest of my life so I can learn about self love. And I'm like, Ooh, have you ever been in a relationship? Because that will push you <laughs> to learn about yourself at a, uh, a level that self-separation is not going to. It's easier to not engage. Sometimes it's easier to not, to make that decision and just not be in it rather than say, no, I'm going to ask myself to expand here. Um, and consider another person so that I may learn to speak up or I may learn to communicate what's important to me. So if you're not just saying the words about practicing self-love, self-care, you're actually doing them because you feel like this is a necessity. You feel like this is something you have to do for the happiness of yourself and everyone around you. Congratulations. Um, everything is us, right? So, and if we're in everything and everything is in us, um, we're contributing to the whole, then the idea of self love and care and understanding what it takes, not in a defensiveness. Like I see so many people doing this. Well, I'm going to do it because it's my self love and I have every right to do it. Well, who are you trying to convince? You're trying to convince yourself. Just go do it. And then you just feel more caring towards all of humanity and all of the earth. But here's the real gift, I think, is other people's stuff just slides right off of you. So if other people have an opinion that you don't agree with, or if other people are commenting on how you're taking care of yourself, if you truly have a sense of knowing of who you are and your own value, you can hear them, but not really take the criticism in. And that allows you to be you because we need the uniqueness in this world. We need to have the diversity of souls and vibrations in order to literally help it keep spinning, help our world keep moving on a universal cellular level. Everybody contributes. Everybody has value. Um, and when you're becoming aware, waking up, to the fact that, wait a minute, I am a soul. I'm the only soul who came in to live in this body. I'm the only soul who did that. And I have a certain obligation to my soul to learn to expand and learn to love 
and to feel that I'm really embracing this life that I have. And then I can contribute that to the world um, and the universe. There is a peacefulness that comes about and your intuition will go through the roof because if you want to develop your ability to read or understand energy, if you're distracted by everything around you and if you're constantly in other people's energy fields and kind of being nosy like that, you are not going to be able to read accurately. The commitment to knowing self, loving self is spiritual awareness. It connects you to all of your senses. Obviously, I believe intuition is your first sense. That's the name of the podcast, right? So it connects you in because it's the highest form of intelligence. And in order to access that, we have to be able to know our own wiring. It helps you to not only hear guidance, but to know a deep connection to self that transcends lifetimes and that it helps you to be, again, appreciative of all that is. Well, I'm going to end the sentence there. All that is. And then you start noticing how things line up and you start recognizing that we have all these energy centers that we can work from and learn from. And it's not all about the everyday you know, money, work, love life, the doing, right? It's more about the being of and in our lives. You become aware of your own worth. And (laughs) like I've said before, you become less tolerant of BS and it can just flow off of you. Okay. So they're hopefully from all of this, you start recognizing how things line up. You feel uh, your value, the abundance that's available in the universe. I've been watching the birds outside my window. I have this beautiful view of the trees behind my office. And um, in the summertime, I can't see anything because there's all the wonderful leaves and everything that, uh, that are out there. But right now, they've all dropped their leaves and I can see all the way up the hill And I've been watching the birds out there every morning, just so excited by whatever seeds they're eating. I know it's not the stuff I put out for them because I put that out in the front of the house and this is the back of the house. And I've been watching them and and just enjoying and living in the abundance of what they're finding out there. Like they're all so happy. They are all getting along, cutest little things. Um, and there must be plenty there for them to get because they come back every day and fill up. And I just know that in their intelligence, they wouldn't return if there wasn't something there to munch on. So when I was looking out the other day, I'm like, look at all of you just living in the abundance and not questioning it. I'm going to be a bird looking for seed. <laughs> That's how I'm going to live my life and be so happy of the seed I found and bounce around and make those cute little footprints, but also feel into the gratitude of what's been presented to me. And I feel like when we embrace the abundance that's universal, that more happens in experiences, in financial support, 
in connection with others, and then we can help others. Like I've always said, um, I am willing to challenge the idea that when you are super abundant and financially very well off that you become self-centered. I know that's demonstrated in our world, but I also truly believe that the more you have, the more you share. So that premise and then what witnessing these birds, I, they're just giving me that message, right? That there is plenty out there and there is tons of abundance and I'm sure they're happy about the sunflower seeds that I, that I toss out there, but they also know how to find their own because they're where the seeds aren't. And I love that. And as we wake up to all of this, you start seeing like that to me was a synchronicity because, you know, it's tax time. I'm putting my numbers together. I got to get everything to the accountant. And while I'm well aware of them on a weekly basis, when you're putting it all together, you set intentions for the next year, you look at, okay, what did I spend on that? I don't need to do that. And you become conscious in that way. But I noticed the synchronicity because I've been focusing more on abundance and how, what that means as we look to buy houses. And as I become aware that I was very willing to settle and thankfully Mike is not. <laughs> he wants a lovely surrounding. Um, I had a very short list and then I, I just said to him the other day, you know what? I love the houses you're looking at and I'm going to allow myself to see me in them and not feel like I have to settle for something that doesn't line up with us. That doesn't mean a huge square footage or like a ridiculousness. It means where is my value and can I raise it just a smidge? So the birds, I feel like we're giving that. So when you become aware that spirituality and your awakening and your awareness is not something you save for just being on a pillow or a mat or in a silent retreat, it's something you do in your everyday life and you become aware of synchronicities and you become aware that your intuition has been talking to you this whole time. And maybe you just were busy and didn't, didn't tap into it. Um, so as we honor and remember those who have passed, who have taught us things. And as we embrace the messages that are around, we then get to participate. And, you know, people like Thich Nhat Hanh help me to aspire to how I want to help people. So we, you become part of, you can become part of the healing and the expansion of this world in your own way, in the way that gives gratitude and uh, and love to the fact that your soul found your body. Like, come on, the numbers are astronomical in that. It found you and it wants to have a good time. And part of spiritual awakening or being aware is having fun, is being silly and paying attention to the gifts that present right in front of you. So you must bring it within because it will create more compassion for yourself and then for others. And it will help you to grow your relationship with all that exists. So thank you. And I wish you the best of 
weeks, months, years, lifetimes, soul journeys, and I will see you in the next episode. Thank you for listening to Intuition, Your First Sense. As always, please like and subscribe to this podcast wherever you are listening to it. Leave a review and take a minute to share it with a friend. You can find me all across social media at, at Coach Vicki Baird, and you can book a virtual session with me from wherever you are in the world at VickiBaird.com slash booking. That's V-I-C-K-I-B-A-I-R-D dot com slash booking. Thank you again and see you on the next episode.